a matter of passions. No, not the science fiction kind. It's all about ignorance and greed and miracles for the blind. The media parade and disjointed politics founded on petrochemical plunder and we're its hostages. If you stand a reason, you're in the game. The rules may be elusive, but our pieces are the same. And you know if one goes down, we all go down as well. The balance is precarious, as anyone can tell. This world's going to hell. Don't allow this mythological for monster to exact its price. Go to now. We can't do nothing. I think someone else will make it right. You might not think it matters now, but what if you were wrong? You might not think there's any wisdom in a fucked up pop rock song, but the way it is cannot persist for long. A brutal in Ohio, right? Yes, sir. What the hell happened to you guys at the election? Uh, I would say I have no fucking clue, if I'm going to be honest. I do know the three big cities, you know, Cleveland, Columbus, where I live, and Cincinnati, went for the other guy, so to speak. But, uh, rural... Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati went for Clinton. Okay. Uh, Trumpel-Stiltskin just won because of uh, rural Ohio and our wonderfully gerrymandered uh, districts. <laughs> um, well, you, you know, I'm in North Carolina, right? We uh, are, are voting districts were cited by the um, circuit court system we're in as a surgical precision of voter suppression 
of minorities in the state of North Carolina. I mean, that is was literally written into the opinion. Surgical precision of voter suppression. I read that somewhere. People aren't even trying to hide it anymore. No, not here. (laughs) And it's and it's not only that, it's since when did peeing in the wrong bathroom, so to speak, become an issue? Well, it became an issue because our governor's an idiot. Ex-governor. Ex-governor. Uh, did he finally leave? I remember when that election happened, he was squatting in his office and trying to sign yes. a bunch of shit limiting the governor's power and stuff before he left. And, and I think that's getting struck down one by one. Um, he tried, but no, no dice. Um, but it's... It's, you know, they're making mountains out of molehills, issues where they were never an issue before. Oh, yeah. You know, and, it's... And, Go ahead. And the best, the best example I get is um, there is a trans man who has not had the surgery yet. So technically, biologically, he's a woman. Okay. The dude is more masculine than I am, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, full full, full beard, muscular. That that's okay, Governor Governor um, McCrory. I'll just be peeing next to your wife. <laughs> I mean, other than how ridiculous it is, and I mean, you just add different things to it. It's like I don't want to know who else is in the bathroom with me. Doesn't really it, matter. This is not about public safety. This is about yeah. a hatred of. This is the God hates homos club. Oh, that's our that's our vice president. Yeah, uh, my wife's from Indiana. She's from Indianapolis, so she had Governor Pence for quite a long time. Right before he uh, joined the campaign trail and whatnot, I think it was a year ago or two years ago, he tried to start a newspaper run by his office. Yes, like, he did. It's ridiculous. I, I just I don't I don't understand. I mean, I'm a liberal, so I don't mind social programs. And I understand the other side's argument against social programs. Okay, I get it. But, damn, people. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's, okay, uh, for example, and I know this is a broad example, but Bernie Sanders wanted something like $10 billion for free college and health care. I think Obama wanted a similar amount of money to do a, a... light rail uh light rail train system in america that's all struck down but i don't hear anybody bitching about a 20 billion dollar wall right right and and some of that wall is going to be invisible right right i think that's where he stole (laughs) the idea from um the coneheads movie (laughs) it just is every time i hear that all i can think about is bert from soap where he used to click his fingers and then he was invisible. It's worse than the jokes we all made before the election. Yes, yes. It almost makes me feel bad I made such fun of W. Bush. It makes me feel bad. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take Bush back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that W. Bush was going to be the worst president in my lifetime. Yep. yep. I was confident that the sacrifice of being pissed off for pretty much my entire 20s would pay off in that I wouldn't spend 
my 30s in the same fucking place, yeah. but now afraid of being exploded. I worked for the uh, folklore department at Ohio State yeah. as a student job. And uh, I had to gather all this data on uh, schools, a charter and otherwise, in Ohio and the regions. And scary stuff, man. And the, the, the funny thing is, is my, grand, my oldest grandson actually goes to a Catholic school. There's no issues there. There is no issues of this creationism. There, none of that is present in the Catholic school. But some of these ideas these quote-unquote Christians have is just – guys, I'm not the most religious person, but I spent a good deal of time going to church and whatnot. Where are you getting this? It's not really the Bible I remember. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I went to Catholic school myself, and my annoyances with religion aside, yeah, they didn't pretend science didn't exist. Right. They right. even took part in um, one of my classes, maybe in uh, first or second grade. Uh, we were close to a college. I think it was a, it was Wesleyan. It was a Ohio Wesleyan college. Okay. Okay. And we did half a year of classes um, over there in one of those classrooms with a double sided mirror for the psychological department or psychology department. Right. Right. So, yeah, they weren't like, fuck you, science. I mean, they did, they did, the Catholic Church had plenty of fuck you science in their past. They're trying to look a little bit more like uh, Papa Francisco wants them to be <laughs> or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's, I'm pretty familiar with uh, religion. I also get into a lot of arguments about religion, so I don't want to come off as stupid. So, yeah. I try to keep up if I can. Uh, they aren't really coming out with any new books. And the thing is, is there are just arguments I just have decided in my life I can't win mm -hmm. because it's just – it's – you know, it's so funny because a lot of people say to me, well, Obama this and Obama that. And what I have gotten into the habit of telling them is I don't care what he did. I mm -hmm. said we are, now, we are now judging on someone else's merits and they're sucking. Very much. They are sucking. Don't don't tell me what Obama did. Don't tell me what Reagan did. Because mm. none of that matters now. And no. it's let's let's judge on the own merits. And those merits are we have story time. We have a bunch of file folders on a desk that we can't verify there's actually anything in them. And we have a president who took vacation two weeks after because it's really hard apparently. It's very hard. <laughs> it's a bigly job. It is. Hugely. Huge. And on top of this, all we heard is, is Clinton was in bed for Benghazi. Well, literally, Trump was asleep during the Yemen attack. What? What? You just – what? what? That, I saw something about he was didn't even do the regular briefing. Somebody talked to him about it at dinner, and then he went to bed. But people like Kellyanne Conway can't comment on that because they don't want to uh, – what do you call it? Um, telegraph any moves, really? Mm -hmm. Seriously. Th yeah. th this is the excuse you're coming up with. Oh my God, help me. Keith Olbermann has been calling her Kellyanne Conjob. <laughs> I know he has. Well, I mean, in all fairness, she has essentially lied from day one. 
And oh yeah, it started out for Cruise Lion. <laughs> yeah, eggs. He's a disease that needs to be eradicated from politics. He needs to retire. Is he the one that introduced the term limits bill? Yes. The fact that he did it makes me skeptical now for no reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, what's he getting? Oh, oh God. The, I mean, the news is just every night it's a comedy. You know, between Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. Oh, my. I won't even listen to those guys anymore. I, I can't. Oh, I, when the when the president speaks, I turn to another channel. I, I just can't even. I'll wait for the MSNBC recap. I, I just can't even listen to him. A couple hours later, I watched PBS's. We had we also uh, Ohio had John Boehner, um, and for the longest time, it was Boehner and McConnell. That every time I looked at either right. his, what I thought was the orangest politician ever before uh, Trumpy came. Uh, and the, you know, the little hate turtle that Mitch McConnell is. Oh, the only bit of irony about Mitch McConnell is he's from Kentucky and <laughs> Kentucky has by reputation, the best ACA implementation of any of the 50 States. And they want to yank it out from Kentucky. <laughs> oh yeah. He doesn't, he's going to help his wife be, uh. Didn't his wife get appointed uh, transportation secretary? Did she? I think you're right. She's at least she was at least nominated. I don't know. It's I've been mostly following the DeVos. Uh, the protest I went to yeah. on Friday, there was another protest that showed up, and that was a group of uh, teachers and educators dropping off letters to, like hand delivering letters to the office. <laughs> And a couple of them said that they were told that they weren't accepting letters. And then the voicemail on the phone line stopped taking voicemails. Uh, How do do voters put up with that? You know, I really think it was if I am not paying attention and I don't care ever ran for election, it would win in this country. Because that was... That's who would have won, <laughs> who would have won between Clinton and Trump was didn't vote. Oh God, don't even get me started on those people. Oh my God. No, man, guess this is the place to get started if you want. I mean, but you've got to look at this, right? We've got to look at this. There are some states where the amount of people who turned in stupid nominations, Mickey Mouse, all that, exceeded. Mm the margin by which trump won that state mm. and you're just like oh come on guys you just find yourself alone in a room screaming tell me they're the fucking same now yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you Ugh. can enjoy your symbolic war with australia iran china and mexico <laughs> we've got the real one Is that the black helicopters on your end? Yes, sir. Uh, they've been heavy over my neighborhood for some reason. They're zeroing in. <laughs> I thought I was safe. I moved the I moved the operations outside of the house. <laughs> That's right. We're like Mick Fli- We're like Mick Fleetwood in The Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> Run for it, Myron. <laughs> That's right. I'm just waiting for. For Mick and Dweezil to save me. 
open up a door and say, all right, come into our, our resistance headquarters. And it, what's even funnier is you just you watch Trump. The man doesn't even know basic fifth grade civics. I've never been so glad of my life that my grandson is in uh, a parochial school because, you know, they're going to be fine. I, I feel bad for all those kids, um, especially in Chicago, because that's what I'm most familiar with. Mm. You know, all those kids in the public school system. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a big school system. The Two two or three times ago when I was in Chicago, uh, the teachers were on strike. Yeah. And that's when I started sort of paying more attention to the public school system there. But yeah, you you lived there for quite some time, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up there, then I moved away, and then I was back um, for, I don't know, about seven, eight years. That's a big chunk. It's just, oh, you, you just bang your head on the wall every day. Every day it's something new. And it's only been two weeks. I know. We all need a vacation. Screw Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I wonder how many uh, vacation days he's on track for, since he always bitched about everybody else. Um, oh, he's he's going to take, I, I think, who has the record? It's either, it's one of the Bushes or Obama has the record. I think, I, I think it's the second Bush, because... I think so, too. I remember somebody, some random person that found me on Twitter after I published my friend's uh, anti-Nazi cartoon a year or so ago. Yeah. Somebody came to tell me I was a disgrace. And uh, Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, he said something about how Obama took more vacation days than <laughs> both Bushes combined. And I so I looked it up and I sent him some... <laughs> So like seven or eight different articles all around, even from some, you know, right wing publications. And then he yeah. blocked me. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I, I got one 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 friend on Facebook and he quotes Breitbart all the time. And I'm like, just dude, it's just like stop. the weekly world news. Just stop. <laughs> It's like the Daily Mail or the Daily Mirror in the UK. Just stop, you guys. Just go away. I've actually had Trump supporters tell me I voted for Trump to fix the economy. I don't care about anything else he does. Yeah. When you are preventing legal residents of the U.S. from returning, um, you know that we've gone round the bend. Yeah. I I saw a couple days ago that even um – the former prime minister of Norway, I think it was, was held because yes. it, it was shown that he had been to Iran. What would a prime <laughs> minister ever be doing in Iran? America allowed, I don't even want to say elected, uh, America allowed a caricature of what I've always been afraid that other countries thought of us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, i don't i don't like to base my arguments on memes but my favorite one so far is how america sees itself muscular soldier on top of a tank how the rest of the world sees us you know large person on one of those hover rounds with an american flag and a gun 
couple of my friends that I've either met, you know, over here when uh, somebody from a touring band or something, or I'm just like, so do you have a gun? <laughs> I mean, I know how to use one. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, I don't have an armory all, all around. <laughs> I know. And, I, and it's funny because I'm not an anti-gun person. I, I've fired many weapons in my days on, on firing ranges. Got no issue with it. You know, just because it says you can bear arms doesn't mean you should be able to bear any arms the military has. I, I always think about it as I'm completely fine with having any weapon that existed when that amendment was uh, created. Everything else is negotiable. If you th And if you think you're going to defend yourself against the government with however many guns you have, you're wrong. Yeah. They have more. They keep the coolest stuff for themselves anyway. So Ratified, ratified 1791. 1791. Yep. Thank you, sir. Uh, leave it to the scientists to bring up facts. That's that's right. Of course, don't let don't let the facts get in the way of a good rant. That is the motto of our new uh, uh, White House staff. Yes. Anything for ratings. That's right. If it's that's good right. enough for the White House, it's good enough for my garage. <laughs> God damn it, America! Uh, uh, what else has been pissing you off lately? What'd you say? I said, what else has been pissing you off lately? Oh, I, I don't know why, but it is just starting to turn my stomach with the amount of environmental crap that's going on. I, I spent 20, 20 plus years, close to 25 at this point, working for companies, um, keeping them out of trouble with the environmental regulations and safety regulations and whatnot. But, and I'm not really a, what you might call an activist tree hugger, but damn, people. We, we got to have some protections at some point. We, we went this route before, and it didn't work out very well. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that it's not beneficial for us to dump uh, mining waste in drinking water? No, no, it's not. I, I, I just don't think it's all that healthy. <laughs> it's ridiculous and you know we got this uh what do you call it this congressional review law and that allows congress to repeal regulations that essentially they don't like um they're trying to use it with dodd frank they used it with um the new mining rules and you know it's just it's nuts and it's turning me almost into a damn environmental activist, which I never thought I would be in my day. And, and let's be honest, I spent some time in the industry, in the chemicals business, working under W as a governor. And I'm saying this. Wow. You know, in the time when Ann Richards was uh, governor of Texas and then transitioned to uh, W, it was interesting from a business perspective because – we saw a lot of um, it get a little more business friendly in terms of environmental regulations. Mm -hmm. But that didn't mean that the environmental regulations went away. They just made it a little more business friendly to to get things done within those regulations. 
And I'm all for that. I mean, we got to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to protect our air. We got to protect our water. We got to protect what people put on and in the land. But these guys are just going stupid. Yeah. Do you think it's a, a mad rush to uh, get as many of their wet dreams re- realized before they <laughs> try to impeach him? Or before I, they think I, the new Congress in two years, hopefully, will I, try I, to impeach him? Two weeks ago, I would have said no. I, two weeks ago, I would have thought, well, okay, we've got idiot boy in the White House, but certainly he's going to be surrounded by people with a brain. And we're coming to realize, no, he's not going to be surrounded by people with a brain. He doesn't want anybody to make him look not like a really smart guy, as he says. The, the guy can't get past losing the popular vote. And the fact that his inauguration was not as big as Obama's 2009 inauguration. He can't get past it. And well, he's never you know, going to get past it. If California didn't allow those three million illegal votes of dead people uh, for that giant symbolic victory we were all going for, instead of spreading that three million around to make it real, uh, maybe the numbers would have been different. The funny thing is that there are in 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 North Carolina there was one maybe two cases of actual people voting twice that were for idiot boy. They weren't Clinton voters. They were they were Trump voters voting twice. Well, there was that one in uh, was it West Virginia. I don't want to automatically guess West Virginia, but I, I really think it was West Virginia, where she said she voted by mail, then went and voted in person because Trump said she said Trump said she could because Obama said people could. Yeah, yeah. I call that immaculate perception, fact free thinking. I like that phrase. The guy I got it from, if you're listening. Hi, John. And sorry, I stole that from you. <laughs> it's not stealing when you credit the source, man. That was said by John. I don't remember his last name, but he was a cool guy. And they're lined up again to to do a number with coal mines. It's um what is it? It's uh House Resolution seventeen thirty four, maybe? And essentially it's a law to push regulations back to the states. So what they're doing is they're taking a group of uh disposal of of coal ash. And they're going to push it all back on the states. They want the states to develop a permit program to mm. get rid of coal ash. But if you read it and then you start reading it even more, they give the states almost unprecedented latitude with how to develop that kind of a program. Now, you couple that with Pruitt taking over the EPA. So they're going to have to go to Pruitt, who hates the EPA, to get essentially approval of what they're doing being okay. So essentially they don't have to act for a few years anyways because of all the, well, you know, we'll wait and do it 24 months from the date of an actor and all this other kind of stuff. But you're giving the states like North Carolina with ex-Governor McCrory who loves and came out of Duke Energy the ability Mm -hmm. to say, yeah, just do what you want essentially. It's – it's all tied up and you got to have approvals, but when you start adding two and two together, you start getting closer to four than we ever did before on some of this stuff. Quite the drained swamp. Oh, well, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton gave speeches to Goldman Sachs. She got paid for it. How many Goldman Sachs do we got in the cabinet now? Is it three? I, I think it's three. <laughs> it's definitely two, uh, but I think it's three. <laughs> yeah, at first, when I was still tightly gripping to my idea that Trump was Andy Kaufman. Yes. I thought that he was getting all the worst people because, you know, every single person he nominated for every job, I think at some point has tried to dismantle the department to which they are supposed to be appointed. Yes. Oh, you know, so I thought maybe he was getting all the worst people and tying them up in uh, hearings and making them quit their jobs and everything. And then he'd get them all together for a big press conference and there'd be, you know, the band playing and the people clapping for him that he brought in. And then he'd just be like, you're fired. And um, that, that fantasy died on the vine quite quickly. It was almost realized for the Supreme Court nomination, though, because originally the word out of the White House is they invited both final candidates. Oh, yeah? You know, for, oh, yeah, yeah, they, 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 both candidates were um, invited. And it was almost like it was looking like an apprentice White House edition. <laughs> I think, I think that's what the Washington Post called it. I'm sure but, they did. You know, it's, really, dude? Really? We're going to have the most photograph uh, photos taken in the White House. <laughs> Our Instagram will be tremendous. What it, it, what is it with story time? What what is this signing things and then showing everybody? What what is that? Can somebody tell me that? Anybody? Any listener please tell me? <laughs> yes. Send uh all emails either <laughs> oh. directly to Myron, put it in the group or uh, hate mail at psychosemanticpress.com. That's right. And, uh, I'll read. I'll read your hate mail and your love letters. <laughs> it's just, um, I, you know, I. Th- it's 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 his grandiose presentation. It's, Look, I can sign my name to things. You know, and for his first executive order, he had like three pens on his desk, <laughs> and then he had these huge sheets of paper. And I'm like, I don't ever remember a president using those sheets of paper like that. Because, I mean, you know, they were big so they could get framed. I mean, that's the only reason why they did it. But, you know, and he's got these goofy pens next to him, and he doesn't, he didn't know what to do with them, and now he still doesn't know what to do with the pens. <laughs> Maybe eventually we will have a picture of he chewed on the pen too much and exploded in his face, like in third grade. God, let's hope so. Oh, my God, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I still want to get pictures of him eating, you know, Elbow deep in uh, Doritos. <laughs> Where does the Dorito stop? <laughs> oh, the and you know he's Trump pissed. Story. You know he's pissed that he can't use his own plane, right? It's yep. got to be. It's got to be killing him that he can't use his own plane. Well, you know how much extra money would be he fun- funneling into uh, his pockets if well, he yeah. had to use his plane? He'd make the biggest deals with himself and. <laughs> <laughs> give himself a tax break and 
since this tra- this plane is much more tremendously better bigly. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge force one. <laughs> that needs to catch on. This is this is truly the Clampets go to the White House. And and my friends in Australia tell me that sure, Turnbull is a dick and nobody really likes him, but but man, really you hang up on the poor dude? <laughs> yeah. And you turn off the uh, the recorder when you talk to Putin. Eventually, that may catch on that they really aren't supposed to do that. That there's laws, Presidential Records Act. Yeah, I feel like so much the big flurry of you know shit flying left, right, and sideways all around um, was to try to do as much as possible before people could stop it. Yeah. And yeah. to see how much you could get away with. Yep, yep. And then, yep. you know, it'll... I'm hoping and praying it'll still be horrible, but not that bad. That's that's my uh, my silver lining hope. It, it's... I mean, the, the, no matter who you put on the Supreme Court, there's, there's a little thing called the law. And eventually, it's going to catch up. Um... They may be crazy right-wing people on Supreme Court, but eventually there's laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was really nice to see on the way home from the bar last night the uh, another level higher judge holding up the ruling against the unofficial official Muslim ban. Uh, when Scalia died a year ago, and Obama nominated uh, somebody to fill his seat a right. year ago. I read, um, what's her name? Uh, Justice O'Connor. Uh, I think she was appointed by the first Bush. Uh, she wrote a book about the history of the Supreme Court. So right, right. I read that because I thought there'd be a lot of arguments over the couple weeks to a month or so that it would take before the uh, Supreme Court seat was filled um, a year ago. I'm not annoyed at that. No, no, no. Uh, <clears throat> Mitch, 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 Mitch McConnell, we got to let the voters decide. And now it's, it's unfathomable that we're leaving a judge seat vacant for this law. You're so full of shit, your face is sagging. It's... You almost wish Obama had wasn't such a good person, because he could have gone ahead and made a um, uh, what do you call it? Um, when Congress goes out of recess, he could have made the appointment of Merrick Garland to the bench. It oh, would right. only la- it would only lasted two years, mm-hmm. uh, but he could have done it. Uh, but yeah, no, Obama's um, you know he's the devil, but he's you know sure is thinking about the country all the time. I I said I think I said a similar thing. Uh, a couple days ago, wishing that he had been more... Because there was the, uh, you know, I don't give a fuck Obama the last while when he was doing cool stuff and pardoning uh, Chelsea Manning and stuff like that. Right, right. Uh, I was like, man, I wish... I wish. But, you know. But I think at the end, he was right. He knew that that potentially could damage the democracy and let it go, but... Yeah, you know. he was, what, he taught constitutional law at Harvard. Might have been <laughs> a little bit more knowledgeable in making nominations than uh, a guy who has a failed football league. 
Oh, I forgot about that. Jeez. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> and who's who's the only American president ever to be on the other end of a stone, stone cold stunner? Yeah, yep. Only American president in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yep. So much so that Linda McMahon, advocating for small business, can't forget that. that works out. <laughs> it really is. I. It's got to be a coincidence. It absolutely coincidental. Absolutely coincidence. Got to be. Just like, just like this band, right? Here's the seven countries that he's gonna extreme vet. But miraculously, the countries where terrorists come from that he has businesses in aren't on the list. It's got to be because he said that he would not use the office of the president to further his business and to benefit <laughs> himself. I hope that us liberals had got our shit together in two years and we go out and vote and we're done with this stuff. I'm worried, but I don't know. This will still probably have the the highest in a long time a midterm election has had in this country uh -huh. Uh -huh. because I, I was always uh, <laughs> excited about voting and stuff. You know, I think my, my dad took me to register to vote as soon as I could because uh, my family's always been really political. Um, I was like, yeah, vote you know, every, every election and then every midterm time. I'm like, where yep. is everybody? I know. I just hope we got our shit together and get people out to vote. I, I've definitely seen a lot of mobility here in Columbus. I've often been the annoying political friend, and uh, I'm losing a bit of that identity. It's, uh, it's cool. It's, it's not like a complaint, but it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you already know about that. Awesome. That's good. I'm, it's, it's I, cool am, I, am, I am stuck in the North Carolina 5th. 5th, like 5th District? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we might compete in the next Hunger Games. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. I've been trying to. It's. I've never read the books, but I've seen the movies. Uh, I live in the twelfth district, and I've been trying to remember if that one actually exists in that uh, yeah. world. Oh God, yes. That is the district from where the two main characters are from. Oh, is it twelve? Yeah. Oh. Because okay. the thirteenth district is. Um, the rebel headquarters oh the one in the pentagon yeah. or wherever the the books are better i can't think of a book that was worse than the movie yeah the other one people need to check out is called um it can't happen here by sinclair lewis i think that sounds right my girlfriend's reading that and that's uh yeah it's very timely apparently yeah handmaid's tale possibly have you ever read it Hand, yes, uh, Handmaid's okay. Tale. I read that. Uh, oh man, first time I read it was maybe ten years ago, something like that. Maybe six, six years ago, and uh, I really got into it. And then um, I think it was my women's studies class. I did a paper on the book and the movie, uh, the Robert Duvall movie. Yes, yes. I didn't, well, I didn't care for the movie as much as the book. Yeah, The Handmaid's yeah. Tale movie was directed by, oh God, you'll probably know it. 
Well, I don't want to assume that you would know how to say this better because your last name's Schmidt, but it's a German name. Uh, Volker Schlondorf. There's a, a man out or something over the first O. Uh, S C H L O N D O R F F. Oh hell! But yeah, uh, a German dude directed the Handmaid's Tale movie. Oh, uh, it's okay. I'm adopted. I'm actually 50% Italian, so I don't know anything about German. <laughs> and see, that's that's why I'm glad I prefaced it with I don't want to assume, because... <laughs> oh, goodness. That's right. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, um, Margaret Atwood is involved in the new Hulu uh, miniseries. I had hoped so. I know she had promoted it, so she was at least cool with it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's really cool that she's still involved. She retweeted me once. I forget what the hell I was talking about. I was like, Margaret Atwood retweeted you. I was like, yeah. It's, yep. even, and I'm sure it was something, you know, that had to do with her. So that was why it popped up. It was like, yeah. Like, oh my god, Margaret Atwood. She's so fucking cool. I know. <laughs> we we don't we don't read enough women's minority type of of materials it's you know and some of that is the best stuff i mean look at ursula k Le Guin, female hardcore science fiction writer but you get in some of her stuff like the left hand of god and it's it's pretty good stuff but you know it's awesome to read you know books like from clive barker i mean you know he's a gay man who writes horror and it is just off the wall great stuff, and the, the the dude is into like hardcore erotic stuff too. So I mean, you you read some of it and you watch some of it, and you're like, yeah, what the hell, man? Yeah, <laughs> it's I, I you love know. me some Clive Barker. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, and it's but you know we we miss some of that when we just follow mainstream people. This got a seek out all kinds of authors and just devour them as far as I'm concerned. I've always liked science. I've been okay at it, but I've never been disciplined enough to actually do something cool with it. So, uh, I'm, you know, it's really interesting when I'm, you know, talking to a dude with, you know, just professional wise, almost 30 years. Oh, it's a it, it is a slog and a dedication. That is true because you got to build you got to build such a base. You got to take calculus, physics, chemistry. Oh my God, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a commitment that I hope doesn't disappear. I feel like right now it's another uh, arm in the the war on intellectualism is going after the scientists, going after the the EPA and other organizations and showing who you have faith in around here you want to put somebody in charge of the epa that spent six years suing it because there uh yeah there was there was some news stories where it's become a national nationwide thing now but scientists started individually downloading climate change data sets from the government and, and that spread like wildfire. Now there's, I mean, 
we're talking organized download sessions where they're targeting data sets and trying to download as much um, onto private computers to you know maintain the integrity set for climate change because we got an entire Washington bureaucracy that doesn't believe in it. Or, or it's created by China. Or it's created <laughs> by China. Yeah. China. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> you know? I just don't uh, know what's worse. I don't know if we want to uh, take a quick break here and come back and talk about the movie a little bit. We don't have to at all. Yeah, but, let's, uh, let's do that. Yeah, you know, maybe get a go refill your coffee or, and uh, I'll be back in a minute. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this Earth? Destroy it. Send Rick and Penny in Wool Rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail, Hail Ming. Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the Visua screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud too? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hell Ming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hail Ming. Breaking 2? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flashdance? <laughs> <laughs> we might destroy the planet if it's Flashdance. In a world gone mad. As you know, the Doomsday Clock is a symbolic clock face analogizing humankind's proximity to extinction. One man must fight to survive on the global junkie of the future. You maniacs! You blew it up! Ah, damn you! God damn you all to hell! Which? Versus the Doomsday Clock is that man's story. His search for entertainment is transmitted across time and space for your listening pleasure on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and your Android device. This podcast is not fit for human consumption. Some effects include laughter, concern, nausea, vomiting, and blame for more artifices. The magicians accept our responsibility for any side effects, illness, or attempt prank to my cause. My effect guarantees with nothing. Zero, 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 uh, I roll, no sausage. In short, you get nothing. Nothing. Good day, sir.
Hi, I'm Joe Parker, and I'd like to invite you to check out my show, The Hybrid Moments Podcast. I'm just an average guy with a slew of interests, and the podcast is an extension of that. The theme of the show varies episode by episode, but some of the topics I cover include horror, music, comics, just about anything but politics. So if you like a little variety in your life, come on by and check out the show. You can find me on iTunes or Stitcher, or check out the website, thehybridmomentspodcast.com. You can also join the group on Facebook at The Hybrid Moments Podcast in the group section. Feel free to mingle, leave feedback, or suggestions for future shows. That's The Hybrid Moments Podcast with Joe Parker. Tune in to see what I cover next. I've been trying to put breaks in the show. I haven't been successful yet, and this is my first one going back to my not being cut out to be a scientist. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a guy that makes outlines. I take notes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, usually by the end, I'm like, oh, okay, well... I'll just, I'll just cram it in there somewhere. Um, so when thank I, you. You know, when I, when I do my, uh, <laughs> when, I, when my friend and I, Chris, when I do the, my, my podcast, um, I actually take notes. Now he doesn't, he's got a better memory than me, but I <laughs> actually have to write down things because we usually do like, uh, we'll cover a franchise. And so I have to, I mean, I'm not like Duncan who's got this crazy stupid photographic memory of things i have to write shit down <laughs> or, or i forget it it's just you know. and i yeah, was you're... thinking about that this morning when and then i get on facebook and duncan's like i just ran a marathon and i'm recording two podcasts and those are just the two he's telling us about he also knitted a sweater and baked cupcakes yeah built a rocking right. horse I get the impression that he, he tends to plan things down to the Nat's ass, so I he wish I was it. that organized. Before I we go in about the core, since I've got you here, and, you know, <laughs> a few people listen to the show now, um, is there any word from the scientist in you to uh, something people should pay attention to or um, look for? for information or whatnot or that uh it's funny because the sites i go to are all the sites you go to i follow regulations.gov i follow congress.gov and i follow the senate.gov and house.gov and look for bills and i guess because i'm so familiar with regulations i know where to go mm. but if if people want to know about regulations and laws um, the best place to go is a site called FDCIS, all one word, dot gov, and that's the federal repository of everything. FDSYS.gov. So it's got Code of Federal Regulations, where when you talk about EPA and OSHA, that's where everything is. Uh, um, it's got the presidential papers. It's got Congressional Digest combined and House and Senate separate. It's Everything is there. It's got the U.S. Code. You know, because I think – and it's got U.S. court opinions, so you can search, you know, uh, Supreme Court and all the districts or the circuits. Um, yeah, it's got it's got everything there. Also, um, people could probably use that to look up how uh, the Supreme Court nominee has ruled on different things. It's uh, – you know, and I, I think people don't realize how transparent the government is. 
um, because unless it's classified, it gets published mm -hmm, somewhere and somewhere, and you just gotta ferret it out, and it's a good place to start. And I think people need to remind themselves how bills become laws, and I, I just don't. And what happens to the laws once they're passed, and what regulations are in relation to laws, and I just think people have forgotten all the basic civic stuff. Get some you know, schoolhouse as as, rock back in this. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that that's exactly. And granted, that's a little more complicated than schoolhouse rock, but in yeah. general, yeah. Talk to your local librarian. They are almost always down to help. Well, I mean, librarians were the first ones hiding everybody's information when the Patriot Patriot Act went insane when it first came out. And the librarians were always, don't worry. We got you. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, as far as science goes, especially if you're interested in climate change, the EPA still has the biggest warehouse of information. And most of the reports, they have bibliographies at the end to cite works. And that's what you do. That's what that's what we all do. I mean, when I was in grad school, I'd find an article that I liked that pertained. I'd look at all the other articles in the bibliography, and there you go, down the rabbit hole. Yeah, you know, that's, that's how I discovered bands, sort of, was looking in people's yeah. liner notes. Absolutely. Maybe that's how. Try, try to think of it like that. Uh, but no, it's the same. It's, it's really the same principle. And if you ever want to know about statistics, um, if you ever want to know how statistics are calculated, and if you ever really want to know what goes into the unemployment numbers, not just talk because somebody said it, go to, go to bls.gov, Bureau of Labor and Statistics.gov. It has everything there. People can participate even in regulation making and they don't realize it. When you know, when Congress passes a law like the Clean Air Act, okay, they will they will delegate the EPA to make standards based on things and make rules based on things. Um and so what they'll do is they'll come up with rules and they'll publish them in the uh, Federal Register and they open a comment period. Anybody can comment. Anybody can comment and anybody can read what goes in the EPA docket from comments from other people. And now a lot of that is online at regulations.gov. So you can go look at what regulations are coming for whatever you're interested in. Are you interested in the environment? Well, go type in EPA and it'll show you what's coming up. Are you interested in the banking industry, treasury? What, whatever there's a law for, there's a body that puts out regulations. And you just got to find it. I would just go to the FDCIS and just start playing around. And if you know something is going on and you know things have happened, send a FOIA request. I've done it. No big deal. Uh, what was it? It was a – I don't remember, but there was a BP plant that got a huge-ass safety fund, and I was interested. So I sent a FOIA request, and I got back a thick ream of paper of, you know – an 88-page notice of violation to a BP, you know, back when they were horribly unsafe. I'm trying to think what plant it was, but it was a plant where they they messed up the calibration and they ended up spewing all this uh, flammable hydrocarbon liquid out of a stack 
and it followed the ignition source and leveled part of the plant and killed a whole bunch of contractors, like 17 people died. If you live near a chemical plant and you want to know about chemical safety, you can always go to the Chemical Safety Board, csb.gov. They investigate, they investigate accidents, so you can, you can find stuff out that way. Yeah, I mean, there's, even with the websites that have been rapidly getting deleted by the new regime or uh, administration, I mean, there's still a lot out there. It's, it's amazing. It, huge, huge amounts of data out there. And a lot of it is, is government studies, so they've had reports, and unless the reports are classified, which is a small fraction, um, it's all there. And it's um, you just gotta you just gotta find it, and it takes an immense amount of patience sometimes. And if you can't find it, then you just do a FOIA request. I think my dad got his FBI file. He was uh, he was very active in the '60s and ah. and from and from on afterwards. Uh, okay, you know, they okay. were you know taking me to protests in D.C. when I was in you know third fourth grade. And, uh, a lot of stories about stuff that happened before I was born, and uh, <laughs> he got shot once. Uh, oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah, he was he was a conscientious objector. Okay. During uh, Vietnam, so when he was drafted, he um, did his time working in a children's home or some some sort of thing like that okay okay and uh he was walking home and pickup truck pulled up and yelled some sort of homophobic slur at him and uh he said he saw the gun so he jumped over the guardrail so he only got hit on the arm but i'm pretty sure that would at least result in a a file somewhere oh oh yeah I, i'm sure i mean uh, but that was, I mean, just think, when did Hoover die? That's all you have to think is when did Hoover die? Uh, 1972, May 2nd. Yeah, so anything that happened before then, for sure. So if your dad was a conscientious objector in the 60s, then absolutely he's got a file. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told the told his shooting story as close as he told it. Yeah, it's as well as I remember. He didn't sit around telling me about it all the time. Most of the government, what, 95% is staffed by career civil servants, you know, just servants, scientists and stuff who've been doing it for so long. Um, and what, most of the budget, I mean, what, 90% of the budget is already spoken for in terms of salary and benefits and all that for the vast amount of employees. And what people are fighting over is just, just you know, a fraction of the budget. You know, anybody can read the budget, right? All you got to do is go to the Office of Management Budget, OMB.gov. There it is. In all its glory with all of its attachments and you can get the whole entire budget if you want. Or you can just get the 100-page uh, executive summary. <laughs> <laughs> because reading is hard. Sometimes I feel like reading government documents is like listening to Noam Chomsky talk. There's a lot of information, but it's hard to get through. I spent 30 years reading government regulations, brother. You do not have to tell me that. Oh, my God. <laughs> when did the core pop into your head to be the movie, the movie that you would like to uh, 
come in here. I, and I was tr- I was trying to find a good one because, well, one of my guilty pleasures is I absolutely love um, environmental disaster movies. So if, Makes if you sense. get if you get a <laughs> you know the the steel tornado movie on sci-fi, I secretly watch those. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so I tried to come up with one. And I mean, there's a whole bunch. It could have been, you know, the day after 2112 with the water arcs or any of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, I just picked the core because it was it's one of the more well done ones. Um, I suppose I could have picked Armageddon, but I'm not a huge fan of that movie, although I like some parts of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad you did. If you, if you had suggested Armageddon, I would have asked if there was something else that you might want to do instead. Yeah. Not but... because I wouldn't want to talk about it to be able to have this conversation with you today, but I, was, I saw it once, and that was enough for me. The only, the only scene that I laugh at still to this day every time I see it is when Bruce Willis has got his, his team together. And then they make their demands, and they're just funny. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob wants to know if we could bring back eight tape, eight track tape players. Don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but the rest of the movie is just it's. So I, I was trying to go through my mind and pick up those, and the core stuck out as one that was completely improbable, but was okay. Um, I almost thought about something like you know Dante's Peak or Volcano, mm. but. I, I'm not sure I could have tolerated Piers Bronson or, you know, Tommy Lee Jones running around with jackhammers all over trying to save the world. So I settled on the core. Yeah, where, you know, what, uh, Hillary Swank and Two-Face and Delroy Lindo yes. and Stanley Tucci yes. the Tooch ride a... I know, right? A, 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 a drill whatever that ultrasonic drill snake train to the center of the Shaped earth like a, that's right the big penis drill oh it was amazing <laughs> i i you know i had never seen it before i don't even know if i'd ever heard of it before and oh, you know, just on your recommendation and looking at the uh you know the four pages of the wikipedia summary they let you see it's like all right i am all in on this it's goofy crazy fun yeah i mean it's like journey to the center of the earth with higher stakes yes exactly it's got government intrigue it's got you know just it's got everything maybe an homage to alfred hitchcock there with the the birds going batshit in London. Yes, yes. And, you know, the 30 people dropping dead at the same time, which it makes me think of the remake of Village of the Damned. I don't know that one. Uh, the original was, I think, in the 50s. And then, yeah, they remade it in the 90s. And it's, uh, I don't think everybody automatically drops dead, but... Um, Everybody goes unconscious, but, you know, people are driving. Some people are standing over barbecues. Some people are doing very dangerous things when they fall asleep. So when everybody wakes up, there's some gruesome discoveries. It's, it's like the uh, TV series Flash, Flash Forward? I don't think I've ever seen it. 
It's actually really good. But be forewarned, it only went one season. Oh, and they didn't know that it was only going to go one season? Yep. Hate that. It's like somebody ripping out the last ten pages of a book. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of why I picked it, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those, if you'd all just listen to the scientist kind of movies, you, you wouldn't be in the shit you're in right now, but, you know, nobody listens to the scientists. And then everybody thought the, those, what, high altitude static discharge that, uh, Eckhart's character's name, Josh, Dr. Dr. Keys, as if on cue... He said that that was going to be how everything started, and then everybody saw <laughs> what they thought was Aurora Borealis or something up above the Washington Monument. Yeah, yeah, like that happens every day. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. Um, then they have the the serious talk. Okay, you know, in three months we'll be in the Stone Age, and in one year we're all fucked. The, uh, the uh, hairspray or the... Uh freshener flame as the sun with the peaches the earth that's sometimes that's how you got to break it down that's right that's right and then they get serious and they go see the desert wizard scientist uh delroy lindo <laughs> yeah who's building these lasers that make perfect holes in the earth <laughs> yeah you know perfect what did he say it's like when they blast a kidney stone apart in your body yes Yes, yes. And then... And he's also discovered unobtainium. Yes. <laughs> did did they not use... what? What is the name of the metal they use in the Avengers movie that his shield is made from Captain America? You know, that's a good question. I thought at one point they might have called that, like, unobtainium or something. It's been... That, that phrase has been used in other movies, but... It is often been referred to as being an adamantium vibranium alloy. <laughs> That's right, okay. But then it also says oh. that though it was accurately described uh, in in the adamantium entry, is propagated into future stories, but it's the result of an erroneous entry in the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. I mean, this goes deep. A lot of propaganda out there to keep us distracted. But yeah, so they, they travel to the Earth to jumpstart the spinning core. Somehow I think if the core stopped spinning, we'd be in a whole lot more shit a whole lot quicker. Yeah, I, I would have thought that. I don't know why, but I expected people to be flying up in the air or something. Yes. Not, you know, not... I mean, maybe all the way up or something, but, you know, at least in a movie, I just thought it would really have some some effect on, immediate effect on gravity. Yeah, I would have thought something. Exactly. But apparently not. And so they travel to the center of the Earth to place a charge <laughs> to propagate waves of sonic energy or whatever kind of energy to get the metal to spin again. Well, whatever's on the computer simulation. Yes, exactly. And they throw out oh, the, this might oh, be the first time weapons of mass destruction can do something <laughs> constructive or yeah, yeah, the disaster no. movie, big speeches. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Going to have super storms and then the Coliseum gets totally fucked up and it's like, oh, this is happening faster than we thought. So they kind of blast through the last bit of the training, it seemed like. 
where they yes. skipped over showing it. And they have to launch, uh, do a deep water launch. Uh, I get yeah, it. I didn't think about that until it happened, but that's a lot less water that you have to drill, or a lot less ground that you have to drill through. Yeah, and there are. I, I would imagine that there is a place at the bottom of one of the deepest oceans where the the crust is very thin, yeah. and probably probably by very thin we probably mean you know a couple of miles. Thin in uh, Earth terms. Yes, <laughs> astrophysics type of of thin. Oddly enough, shooting a giant giant unobtainium snake drill train into the Earth causes... with lace. Yes, with lasers, causes some uh, shifting of the tectonic plates. Just, it's amazing how that happens. Yeah, it's a little harrowing. It's sort of reminded me of flying through, trying to get out of a spaceship before it explodes, or flying through an asteroid belt. And then landing on an asteroid in the middle of the asteroid belt. Made out of giant crystals. The first time the geodes, I believe, have been brought up on... On this show, but there was one time that uh, Court and I talked about geodes when I was on his show, Cinema PsyOps. Might as well throw the plug out there. Uh, there you go. Talking about the gate. But, uh, you know, very different experience with geodes rather than unleashing demons and creepy workmen in the wall. This uh, brings along lava or magma. That's right. Was it magma hey. or lava? I forget how. When does one become the other, depending on... I think it's magma until it breaks through the surface, then it's lava, isn't that right? I think so. If not, it's an alternative fact. And of course, they got to kill the captain off, right? I mean, that's got to happen. So Hilary Swank's character can save the day. Yeah, I mean, he was around long enough to tell her that she's a hotshot, but she's not ready to lead. That's right. she She hasn't lost. You're not a leader until you lose. Foreshadowing. Oh, and this movie starts, you know, half the people are dying. You just know it. They're all going down. Yeah. I didn't know if anybody was going to make it back. It's a lot safer of a chance that at least one person makes it back in an American movie. Who's it going to be? It's not going to be Tucci. You know, Tucci's character is the dickhead guy that sort of redeems himself before he's done. Spoiler alert, but this movie's 13 years old, so... (laughs) <laughs> and it's not, and it's not going to be the the guy who built the ship, right? Because he's got to save the day. So yeah, he's he's got to be the stand up guy, and the black guy always dies in the movie. Yes, yes, it's close enough to horror that that had to happen. Which and is he... going to be which is going to be interesting when the new movie called Get Out comes out. Is, I is that the. Uh... Was it Jordan Key or uh, what's his name, Peel, that yep. directed yep. the movie? That, yep, that's the dude. I heard he's a really big horror movie fan, so I'm it, I'm really interested in that. Or I've heard him on a podcast or two. Sounds like a really smart dude, too, so a smart horror fan. You're already steps ahead of quite a few people that have put out movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. And it's going to have the the seminal, the seminal um, actor that pops up every now and again in these movies, Mr. Bradley Whitford, of West Wing fame. But, 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 
The Core has an interesting tie to Bradley Whitford, correct? Think of a movie the main general and Whitford were in together. That may or may not have been done by Joss Whedon. Oh, I'm feeling really dumb right now. Cabin um, in the Woods. Yes. Cabin in the Woods. They were the, they were the two they were the two nutbags, right? Yes. <laughs> and oh, Bradley well, Bradley Whitford was uh, betting on Merman. I'm <laughs> getting <laughs> eaten by a merman. Right. Oh, it, it, I'll never get to see a merman. <laughs> I've seen one. Trust me. <laughs> no. uh, I love that movie. I that's why I was feeling dumb was because I just watched that last week. And... Well, it it wasn't till probably eight months ago I realized that was Bradley Whitford in the Cabin in the Woods. I didn't didn't realize it. And that's what those guys do. I mean, I guess uh, Stephen Tobolowsky kind of is recognizable in all his parts, but he plays a big spectrum of characters. But, you know, guys like those character actor dudes, it's good if you kind of forget. It is. I, it goes to the craft. If you if you forget who they are, and they're like, oh, yeah, but I love that movie. I love this. I love that. That's, hey, wait a minute. That's Josh from West Wing. And you're like, it, I, I think it goes to they do a good job. So if you if you have um, Amazon Prime, I think they have the movie where um, Bradley Whitford plays Hubert Humphrey, and is it Brian Cranston that plays LBJ? I don't remember the name of the movie, but you would like it. Check it out. I've been meaning it's, to watch uh, Cranston's uh, Dalton Trumbo movie. I don't know if you are into Trumbo at all. Not really. Okay. Should I be? Uh, I, he's pretty interesting, I think. Um, he wrote the book uh, Johnny Got His Gun, uh, sort of a critique on nationalism and war. Okay. And he wrote a lot of scripts in Hollywood. Uh, I think he might have... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then he okay, was now uh, I... called in front of the HUAC committee, and yep. he was blacklisted. And they made a movie about him a couple years ago, and Brian Cranston yes. plays him. I was always really interested in him. My dad gave me a copy of the book when I was, you know, in high school. So I definitely saw a bit of the movie. That's what made me uh, put it on my radar, was I saw a clip of uh, Trumbo and John Wayne arguing in a restaurant or something in the, in the movie. What, what movie was that again? Johnny Got His Gun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that one. Okay, yeah, that's what uh, Trumbo's most famous for. Yeah, it's also the clip in uh, Metallica One video. More truth from the scientist, right? I mean, am I am I am I getting the name of the movie right? Aren't I? Yeah, it's about it's about World War One. Yes, and he ends up in the hospital, banging out Morse code with his head. So it was one of the first extremely popular Metallica videos back in the days when MTV. I don't know. Played videos. Tell me of this time, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I watched MTV come on the air. So, yeah. I mean, it's... God, I remember I remember watching Headbangers Ball and... and uh, God, what was his name? The guy who did Abigail. High voice. Um, corpse paint. High voice. Amazing singer. King Diamond. That's uh... it. I remember, I remember him being on Headbangers Ball and back when uh, Ricky Rackman used to do it. I think they still play music videos on MTV Five or Six or 
you know, <laughs> the Ocho. I'm not sure. Somewhere <laughs> yeah. in there, there's one yeah, that it's... plays videos. There's definitely already an open invitation for you to come back sometime. I okay. want you to say that. I think we've had a really good talk already. And we heard you. I think so, yeah, talk I think so too. And uh, it's been a little more general, but as things come up, if they do come up, they probably will, sadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can even get more specific. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, uh, there's a lot of open space for, you know, us to do stuff with this platform. and Especially in the next four years. It's going to be a bumpy ride with <sighs> Mr. Toad. And the guy who believes in lizard people being taken somewhat seriously, Alex Jones. And he's got – think about this. He's got kids. So A, he found a woman. And B, they reproduced. Or maybe he hatched them from lizard people eggs. I God, I don't know, but I, damn. Uh, I'm, I'm wary. I don't know how old his kids are. I try to leave – Exactly. Kids that are underage out of it, and especially kids that aren't involved. Uh, and, and that's why you will never hear me say, um, as much as I may disagree with it, a, a bad word about protecting Trump Tower because that's where his 10-year-old son lives. I'm okay with that. Uh, and I think we should leave his 10-year-old son out of the business of politics. That's that's ridiculous. And I, I just don't even want to talk to people who want to you know, drag that into it. There's plenty um, of family members that are fair game. Exactly. Exactly. Do I agree with that decision? No. But if they want to keep him out of the White House, they want to keep him where he's at, he's 10 years old. I'm okay with that. I really am. I'm, I'm cool with him, you know, being treated as a 10-year-old. But I'm also annoyed with the taxpayer cost. Of maintaining so many separate yes. residencies, that part I, I, bothers me. I, I absolutely agree, and I, I think we provide them a house. I believe that that's where they should stay. I believe it actually keeps him safer, but I, I just don't want anybody to misconstrue if I say something like that, that I'm advocating, you know, bringing a 10-year-old into this argument, because that just is... Yeah, you know. yeah 10, 10-year-old's a 10-year-old. And, exactly, and as far as I know, he's not even a shithead. And you know, who knows? In a year or two, especially when he hits puberty, he might think his dad's a total asshole too. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, I mean, maybe he already thinks his dad's a douche. Why he's not working in the administration? So let's see. Oh, uh, I guess to sum to sum up the rest of the movie, everybody. <laughs> Everybody kind, mostly everybody dies. <laughs> they get what? the they get the they get the planet core restarted. They get it restarted, and there was much rejoicing. And, yes, you know it was one of those secret government missions because we can't admit that our project Destiny. We, we might have stopped the Earth's heart with that. Um. <laughs> So things are starting to go crazy. The Golden Gate Bridge is gone. And That's you know, right. that jazz... San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco gets hit with the giant magnifying glass. 
They realize that they didn't think of the one thing, so they gotta fix the thing at the last minute, and dude gets melted by the 9,000 degree uh, magma. And then they think they're, they saved everybody, but they're, they can't make it back from the dark side of the moon or the center of the earth. And then they come up with a last ditch effort. Yeah, it's like a solar panel. Use that energy, hint, hint, everybody. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then, uh, Rat, Mr. DJ Quails, the hacker, who <laughs> actually says hack the planet at some point in the movie. He does. Uh, uses his cyber cafe kung fu, spreads the truth. Now, is that a nod when he says hack the planet, is that a nod to hackers? Hackers? I thought so. I uh, thought so too, because I thought they said the same thing, right? They, yeah, that was their big hack. The, they would yell it sometimes. Yes. Even. Yes. And it was goofy yeah. movie. I will always be thankful to that movie for the Angelina Jolie scenes coming up when I was at a. Uh, transitional at, age of, at that at that age yes yeah that was very nice um, <laughs> so yeah rat hacks the planet roll credits and serious music and everything's okay again because that's right science that's right uh, serious music of the new wave of heavy metal variety yeah the metal marching band so to speak Yes, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I mean that that movie was a fun. It was it felt shorter than it was watching it. I feel I feel like it's around two oh, hours, if not over. It is, but it's uh, it's pretty. Uh, it goes pretty quick. This was this was definitely a really fun fun movie to watch, and I think it's really important nowadays, especially to talk more about science. And talk more yes. about the planet and working together and whatnot. Going to sort of work in towards wrapping up. I am totally fine with this having happened, but I feel like we talked a lot of politics and a little bit about the movies because I think you brought a lot of information to school today, man. Okay. And, I hope uh, I hope it was helpful. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of resources you brought up, and I may ask you to send me a message or something with the links. Uh, well, is there anything you'd like to plug on here before we wrap up? Um, like you, I do a horror movie talking podcast. About your podcast. Yeah, I do a horror movie podcast with a guy in the UK. Um, it's Chris, Chris, Chris and me. Um, it's called ancient slumber. So two words, ancient slumber podcast. Um, we do a little bit of everything but we've been focusing a lot on franchise stuff. We just finished Pumpkinhead, and we're going to do Nightmare on Elm Street in a couple of weeks. You had mentioned Pumpkinhead to me, I believe, and I'm really excited to check that out. Oh, cool. Thank you. Um, any movie that uses practical effects automatically has part of my heart. Oh, God. And the first one, like we say on the podcast, the first Pumpkinhead movie is, well, it's Stan Winston, so... Mm. It's got an immense amount of practical effects. It's all practical effects. Good stuff. 
Yeah. But yeah, we'll have to do this again sometime. For sure, man. Thank you so much for giving up a couple hours of your, your Sunday. No problem. And this was definitely fun. I mean, even if I I keep joking that I'm going to lose a re- an episode soon because it seems to happen to everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, even if that happens, this was a really fun talk for me. Absolutely. 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 It's uh, one of the best things about Twitter and Facebook is you get to meet like-minded people all over the world. Yeah. And, and with the beauty of Skype is you can talk to like-minded people all over the world. It's That's just it's good stuff. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to thank Myron. Thank you, dude. You're welcome. Glad for, to. Anytime. Uh, this was a good time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, remember... Take care of each other, duck and cover, stay informed, and try to stay happy. (laughs) I'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Take it for granted!